The Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. Hello and welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codenamed DJ Christatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jared Albrecht, codenamed Death Probe. At ease, DJ Christatos. And to all the green shirts tuning in for our ongoing podcast, I want to welcome you all to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post 2000 gi joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the devil's do run this episode is of course sponsored by omaha bound entertainment your best choice for hard binding special comics in your collection you know when i read my gi joe comics for gi joe chronicles i read them in a hardbound collection by omaha bound and do you know why i do that pat hmm does it maybe something uh, like fancy wise or yes i'm so fancy it's because I'm so fancy. And if you want to be fancy like me and get your comics hardbound in a beautiful, professionally done manner, check out omahabound.com today. All right. On this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, DJ Christados and I are going to rotate in a special ops guest to the show. We had a special ops guest booked for this show, but he had to back out. So we're going to bring in old second fiddle, <laughs> bottom of the barrel. It's Jason the Weasel Skull Albright. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Yeah, your uh, your regularly scheduled guest had to back out. <laughs> oh, we might need to check on uh, on that guy. Yeah, something <laughs> happened, <laughs> and uh, he couldn't be here. So, and you know, somebody from- just happened to have a whole collection mm-hmm. waiting to read them, right, mm-hmm. Jason? Yep. You mm. folks can't see it, but you can hear it. There it is. <laughs> Nobody well, fights harder I than think Jason we, to be on this show. <laughs> now that reminds me, though, Jared, I think on the way in, I did see a red car kind of in the ditch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yep. and we tried to, I'm like, well, that's our guest. And, you know, the only way they can get to Fort Lombox is by using their comm stat uh, that's on their wrist communicator there. Mm. Oh, you mean well, this look- uh, comm stat? Oh. <laughs> right yeah. Huh. Still attached to the severed hand? Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Right. <laughs> Oof. Well, this is the part of the show where we debrief our new recruits. Although, Jason's not a new recruit. We've got his origin story with G.I. Joe a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I think he's been on enough times that we asked him his three favorite characters. We asked him his three favorite vehicles. or Sky players. Striker, Sky Striker, and Sky Striker. All right. So, now it's your third time. I want to know what your favorite ancillary gi joe thing would be and by that i mean you know the puzzles the view masters you know maybe a carrying case anything that's not from the figure or comic book line oh not from the figure or comic book line i'm gonna go with this came out like in the late 90s early 2000s they had a release of the DVD set of all the animated series. Mm, They had it packaged in a foot locker. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was the coolest. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. I'm going to go with that. 
That's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. I like that. I pretty like sure that. you had it. Yeah, I, I got it hardbound by Omaha Bound. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good one. I like that. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to DJ Cristados for this episode's Intelligence Report. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to that. For this mission, we'll be covering G.I. Joe number 17 from Image. Its cover date was April of 2003, but its on-sale date was April 30th of 2003. Oh, Josh is back on schedule. Good job, Josh. Yeah, way to go, Josh. We just talked to him. That editor was like, let's go. (laughs) Speaking of the editor is Scott Worley. Writer is Josh Blaylock. Penciler, Brandon Badeau. Inker, John Larder and Rick Ketchum. Colorist is Hi-Fi Color Design, Letterer, Dreamer Designs, and cover art go to Kieran Grant. Just Kieran, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey Hampshire. And the back cover goes to David Michael Beck. Speaking about the cover, Death Pro, please take us through the cover description. You got it. Image eye is highlighted in white as it blends in with its background, and the cover price is still $2.95. The main action shows Flint and the Baroness back to back as they're surrounded by a team of unknown gunmen. Back to you, Pet. Thank you, Jared. So let's find out what you guys think of the cover. And we'll start with our guest or standby, Jason the Weasel Skull. Not sure I like how you said standby. I like I think I like guest better. Bravo team leader. <laughs> yes. Well, we can probably call him the Bravo team leader. <laughs> Bravo team leader. Bravo team leader. Up. Look at, see, he's always weaseling his way into something to get on here. <laughs> weasel skull, man. Yeah, that's a weasel skull. <laughs> weasel skull up the chain. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's sorry. All right, cover. I like it. I like the tension and the drama that's portrayed in the images there. It features two of my favorite characters, both from the good guy side and the bad guy side. And I like the perspective. It really shows the menace. I like how all the guns kind of frame it from different angles. Looks really cool. A couple of things that I don't like so much about it. I think the Baroness's features make her look a little girlish. And I don't like her facial expression. I think it makes her look like a damsel in distress. And I like to see her, that tough Baroness look. She should be looking as tough as Flint does right now. So those are the only things that I would take away from it. Pretty, pretty minor negatives. So those are my thoughts. Jared, what's your thoughts? Echo everything Jason said. I do wish the Baroness had a more steely expression, but aside from that, it's a great cover. It builds tension, dynamic, and I really like the color work. If you're not going to do a background to do a fancy schmancy swirly color action is a good way to go. I think that color action kind of helps it because you kind of get that feel that if this was a movie camera, it would have been kind of swirling around, around them, yeah. around them. Mm-hmm. And so I think for Baroness's facial expression, it's surprise. You know, this is would be expression you normally wouldn't see from her that, you know, someone else got the upper hand on her right now. So how is, is she going to look, I think? And what has happened in the previous story before this? Someone got her in taking her away i do like the angle of the guns it's not rakish like i'd like to see but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you know what can you do we like our rakish angles here on the lbc (laughs) this is more like a cat's eye view (laughs) (laughs) but i I do think it brings some 
tension that's going on here. And it makes you want to open it up and figure out what's actually going on. How did these two, one, get side by side? How are they going to get out of it? And why did they get there in the first place? All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's find out what we would rate this cover on a scale of one to 10 flag points. One meaning you didn't like it at all, and 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it. Weasel Skull. I'm at a seven. It's definitely an above average cover. Makes me want to read it. But again, some of the drawing perspectives of the Baroness and a little bit on Flint just really don't match my palette. I hear what you're saying about the look of surprise on Baroness's face, but I still don't like it. So seven for me. It's okay. You don't have to like it, Jared. I'm going to go with an eight. I think it's a strong cover. Probably my love for the Baroness is what gives it that little bump up. Mm. What about you, Pat? I am actually going to go with Jason on this one. It's a seven. I think there was some some offness on it. It might be the Baroness, just not really used to her kind of looking like that. But I think it was fairly well drawn, so seven. Yeah, I will say that the one thing that kind of throws it off is you can tell that I think these images were digitally overlaid. Because if you look at the Baroness's outstretched right hand, it's in front of a gun that is way too big to be behind the hand. Ah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I didn't Mm. notice that before. So I think that probably throws you off a little bit, too, when you look at it. But, uh, you know, I still like it. I like it's it. Picky, a little nitpickies things, but yeah. yeah, I like it. A tune of an eight, and I don't care what everybody else says. <laughs> We're not going to fight you for your eight. You're okay with your eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. Here on GI Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Cristados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Cristados, pull that lever. <laughs> The lever has chosen Joe. Here we go. Look in the eyes of a hero And see the sacrifice within There's no way out for the hero He only lives to fight again Our hero says all not for fortune effect But death freedom cause we all just wanted the same our intel reports some missing street toughs from Japan. It appears Cobra has been recruiting from the Yakuza, and the Yakuza isn't exactly thrilled about it. But right now, our biggest priority is finding Flint. He went missing from his book signing event, and our old friend Destro says that he might be in the Czech Republic along with the missing Baroness. Our theory is that the Russian mob, the Yakuza, and perhaps an unknown Middle Eastern entity have joined forces in a search for Cobra Commander. And speaking of joining forces, it looks like we're teaming up with Destro and some of the old October Guard to find our missing people. But with a group like this, who can you really trust? All right, let's get into our highs and lows for the issue. Round one, Jason, high, low, what the? Man, I didn't really have too many lows in this. I'll start it off with a high. I think this was a terrific spy thriller. It sucked me into the story right away. As you guys know, I'm always begging to try to get on the show, but I've only been on like a couple times. So there's like a gap in the story by the time I pick it up. But I was able to pick this up, follow along pretty well with what was going on. I loved it. I loved the insight that we got that Cobra Commanders is like cherry picking Yakuza and you know Russian thugs from all these criminal organizations. I just thought that was a brilliant concept. 
yeah, I was I was digging it the whole way. So great spy thriller. Really kind of reminded me of those 24 days back when that 24 TV series was was all big. You definitely kind of get that vibe from this book. Pat. Well, I just want to address one thing that Jason said, and that was he's got a gap on reading this. So you're telling me you don't read along with us when we're doing these episodes that you're not on, Jason? You guys do such a great job with the summaries. I don't really have to. Mm, okay. Kill, kill them with kindness. Kill nice them with kindness. Butter <laughs> them up. Butter them up. I was like, oh, you know, I thought Jason was reading along with us because he wants to jump in whenever he can. You know, be be on the Bravo team. You want to be there. But come to find out, you're not. I'm ready to play anytime, man. I've read this thing cover to cover. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got my notes right here. I just had to bust your chops a little bit there. But I agree with Jason on this one. This was a good spy kind of a thriller issue to read through. And it read through pretty quickly, too, as well. I mean, it seemed like there was going to be some long note dragged out stuff in it, but it didn't. I just kept reading and reading and wanted to see what was happening and what's going on. I like it when Destro gets involved and joins the team. You know, he's always... Another guy that's always got some kind of a scheme going on that in my hearts of hearts, I think he's, he can be a good guy and he tries to do well with what he has to do. But Well, that can be a little bit evident in the issue, too, because when he starts flying off the handle, even his own people are like, this is this is not you. Yeah, it's not you. This You're acting like over commander. Uh-huh. Yeah. Know, and I, way out of character for him. And boy, he didn't like that. He did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, how about you? Well, you guys brought up some great points. This is a wonderful primer issue for a big story that's coming. And I am going to give a high to the return of the October Guard. Mm. I've always loved them. I love it when they pop up. And I like the way there's kind of a twist on it. Like, Lieutenant Gorky's kind of slimy and yeah. like untrustworthy. And he's he hitting on Lady J when she's in country to rescue her husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dang, dude. <laughs> Trying to remember if there was something back. It's been a while since I've read, you know, the older. Yeah, I I want to say there was a little thing there. Something I I was too. I was with you, Pat. I was like, was there? I don't know. And you know how Blaylock pulls from old Joe and old cartoons, so it could have been there. I'm sure one of our listeners who are who's deeper into Joe than even we are could probably shed some light on that. Just a reminder of a refresher on it. Yeah, absolutely. All the social media is at Longbox Crusade. So give us a shout on that if you got anything on the previous relationship between Lady J and Lieutenant Gorky. But yeah, in the end, I love the October Guard. They've always been cool to me. Uh, one of my most sought after figures uh, ever since I saw them pop up in the original Marvel run, which was it was early in the run. It, I want to say it was like around five or six when they showed up. I think it was like yeah. seven and eight. Yeah, maybe so. Arc. Yeah, somewhere on there. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely in the first 10. And uh, I've always liked it. And you know what? When you mention that, that reminds me of that cover of mm-hmm. Flint yes. and Flint and Baroness are in the kind of a same pose mm-hmm. that that cover was in. With Stalker uh, and, and Colonel Breckoff. Back to back. Yes. yes. Surrounded. Surrounded. Yep. Great cover. Yeah. Great. I bet you this is doing an homage to that. But I think there's a little that bit you of mentioned that. that. Mm, good callback. Good callback. Which brings us back to the top of the order to the Weasel Skull, who's been downgraded to the leader of Charlie team. Charlie, don't surf! (laughs) I thought there was a terrific relationship moment. The characters that they built on here, 
you get a glimpse into the romantic life of Lady J and Flint. And I really want to know what the trinket was she left behind when she went on the mission. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was that was kind of funny. Kind of tugged at my heart a little bit. Yeah, she's like, and I leave something else. <laughs> I was like, hmm, what is that something else? But I liked that. And then I liked the fact that she didn't have to hide her emotions from Duke. Duke, even though he is, you know, he's usually all business, he does care about his team and you get that. So, you know, even though it was only a few panels, you really got good in-depth look at the relationship between Duke and his team and Lady J and Flint. Definitely. Yeah, that was going to be my round too high if nobody took it. But yeah, spot on, man. Good relationship stuff there between, I think, our only pair of married Joes. Yeah, I'm not sure if there are any other ones that... I know Scarlet uh, got left at the altar like at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> Snake, has, Snake has, has no fear except of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pat, you're high or low or what, though? That was going to be mine, too. So just to kind of pull into that one is it's really cool to see that aging or that, you know, seeing how some that development has come from where we left them off in the Marvel run to where they are now. But I did have a question in this one. Who is the Sergeant Paige Adams? I had to look her up as well. I was like, am I supposed to know who she is? Yeah, but they don't mention Scarlet's name at all, but they, they mention Paige Adams. Like, Paige Adams not- is a character. She's got a code name, but I think she's a much later in the line joke because I had to look her up and she had a code name and I can't remember what it is after I looked it up. I honestly thought, and I'm I'm not even joking here. I thought this was like the red shirt moment. You know, it's like snake eyes, gung ho roadblock, lady J page Adams. Ooh, you're not, (laughs) not good for you page. (laughs) (laughs) Cause they mentioned her name a few times, but I'm trying to look to see which one she is because they really don't show you in the art of it. I picked her up a couple of times in the art and her code name is Mayday and she's an urban warfare specialist. Again, for me, this could be her first appearance or if not, then she joined way late in the uh, other Joe runs or, or had a late figure that I wasn't aware of, but yeah, be your last appearance. I, I, I got nothing. It does make sense, though, now that you say that she's got urban experience, especially when they are going into, you know, a city, a town. An urban area. An urban area, yeah. Looking at through the comic right now, I can't figure which one she is in the comic, in the drawing. Did you all scope out my boy Gung-Ho checking out that lady that was handing out the briefing documents? Do you think Gung-Ho listened to a word of that briefing? <laughs> He's like, what are we doing here again? Why are we in this club? What, what's happening? <laughs> I'm really interested in the story plot that's going on with the mafia gangs. I don't know why that guy had that cobra on tattoo on his chest and all that. It was kind of cool looking, though. Well, that was just to show that he had been recruited by Cobra. That's how they they outed him. I don't think I didn't know that you took a question and then like another question in your second. Well, I had a few more things, but well, no, really, what? I have a few more things too, but I'm going to let him go, Pat. Look, this I, I'm, is start, me. I'm starting early. I figured I, I wasn't going to let that get Zorn for me comment go, but this I'll let go. <laughs> Jared, what do you have? Oh, well, thanks, Pat. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little time. I appreciate it. I'm going to do something real, real simple and talk about 
the art, but some specific moments. There was a moment where Snake Eyes and Scarlet roll off the back of the C-130 or might have been a C-5. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The big yeah. plane, they roll off the back. And it, that's just the coolest thing ever, man. On the Quicksilver? Yeah, man. There's oh, like man. Snake Eyes and Scarlet rocking the Joe motorcycle. Just like, I pumped that into my veins, man. This is great to see. And then another art thing that I wanted to point out that I thought was really neat was them going undercover into the club and how beautiful the women of Joe are. You know, we, up, sometimes yep. you forget because they're all militaried up and out there kicking butt. But man, the women look so beautiful in those dresses. And it was like, it's kind of neat to see them in a different yeah. environment, you know, and the guys in their tuxes, like everybody, it was kind of just cool to see an alternate version, you know, almost would like to see the action figures, you know, undercover, Club yeah. and Scarlet and Undercover Club and Gung Ho. Actually, Gung Ho probably didn't make it to the club because he wasn't paying attention to the movie. <laughs> He's I like following that uh, little secretary around, I think. What I do like about that is you have them working together with Destrol and his team. You have Tomox and Zaymot there and Scarlet and Tomox is kind of hanging out together. It's like, yeah, that's an odd couple to see together, but it works in this. Man, they're just legal counsel, Your Honor. <laughs> but yeah, I love these, the enemy of my enemy stories where you you have the good guys and bad guys have to team up against an even worse guy. Well, that will bring us to the end of our official rounds. Pat, do your thing. Go ahead. We all, right. all know that it's the, it's the Pat bonus round, so run your mouth. Go ahead. The other bonus that I had in there is we continue to get another look at the pit. Ah, yes. This is level two. The classic, yes. The arsenal area. That's right. It was made to look like it was done in... AutoCAD, but not actually done in AutoCAD. We learned that from Josh, from Josh. on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of the levels that we have here on this as we build what the pit looks like in our heads. Definitely. Yeah, that's always a cool little nod to days of future, of just the past. <laughs> <laughs> days of yore. <laughs> Speaking about the art, I'm just going to go give a nod to the page where Deathstroke does come in and then you have him standing there with some iron grenaders and Tomox and Zamod and some of the equipment. That's a cool picture right there. I would love to have that. One day I'll get Pat to say grenadiers, but it's not going to be. Oh, what did I say? Grenaders? You always do. But it, yeah. I think you've been programmed since childhood with that and Serpentor. Yep. It's part Serpentor, of your charm grenadiers, now. Yeah. I was going to agree with you on the art. I think that it was pretty solid. Yeah, Jared, you mentioned on the cover how you like the colors. I thought the colors were really great throughout. The issue really set the mood for this. It was dark in some places, kind of a little brighter and bright browns and oranges with the Joes in the desert. I just thought it was really cool how they used the colors throughout the book. Yeah, Hi-Fi has not missed a beat, man. No. This entire run. That's been the color and folks behind it. And, man, it's always great. Definitely. What do you guys think? Um, this may be my last one. What Son of a b- <laughs> At ease. At ease. <laughs> What do you guys think about this mafia of people capturing Flint and Baroness? And they keep telling them, well, we don't know where he is. Why would we know where the commander is? And they don't believe him. It's like, <laughs> well, you get a great humorous moment of getting Flint punched in the face all the time. because yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there was one. It looked like Baroness might have run her mouth a little bit, too. She was she was bleeding from the lips a, a little in that one panel. And the guy was kind of funny, too that was interrogating him. 
What does he said at the end? Hold on, man. I gotta look it up. I just I, I kind of chuckled. He was like before and after, like your exercise videos <laughs> or something. Like that I was like, yeah, you're your American weight loss program. Oh sure, yeah. When they're taking the pictures, yeah. Put on happy faces for camera. This is before picture, like American weight loss infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) This cat's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool to introduce a a new big bad, but yes, the plan is sketchy, man. You're gonna tick off Destro and the Joes at the same time. That's a rough roll of the dice. Yeah, Uh And, and to get what information? I mean. Like I said, they don't really have that information anyway. Well, it does set up a great little... We all know it's... Well, I know you, Pat, and I know what's coming. I don't know if Jason remembers what's coming with uh, Flint and the Baroness. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Anyways, that's enough out of you. At ease, Christados. Fall in. Yes, sir. (laughs) Now that we got Christados back in line... I'm going to hand it back to him so he can give us the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue. All right. And with those of you that do not speak military, that means we're going to score this issue's story on the same 1 to 10 flag point scale we used earlier. Jason, 1 to 10 on the story. I'm giving this one a solid 8. Although it is uh, primer, as Jared pointed out, it sucked me in right away. And it had enough intrigue and action elements to keep me hooked, it was a page turner the whole way, and I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Jared. Everything Jason said, but I like it to the tune of a nine. I'm really into it. What about you, bud? I am going to go with you this round. Ooh, two guys. And one C lister. <laughs> Charlie Team Captain. <laughs> now I, I really like this one. I like the spy aspect of it. I like it when Joe does that. You get that espionage happening, and I like it that you get Destro and his team together. You get the Geos together, and you got this third team doing something crazy. Well, actually, you'd have a separate team, too, as you have Flint and the Baroness by themselves. So True. And now it's time to award this episode Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake for gallantry or sneaky snakiness in action. This is where we each get to award the character in this issue of who went above and beyond that call of duty or sneaky sneakitude. And we will start with Jason. I got to give it to my boy Flint. Not necessarily because he went above the call of duty in this mission, but boy, he went above the call of duty when it came to picking out a wife. His wife is on his side coming to get him. I would not want to be in her way, so... Good on you there, Flint. And I still want to know what trinket she leaves you. I know you leave her the little toy soldier. What does she leave you when she goes on a mission? Jared. So much to choose from in this issue. Hmm. When I finish the issue, the last character I think about is Lieutenant Gorky. So I'm going to give him a silver snake. for Because I'm like, what is going on with this guy? So since he's the yeah, that's the impression that I have when I finish the book. That's who I think about last. So, right. Silver Snake for Lieutenant Gorky. What about mm. you, Pat? I am going to go with Destro. That's a toss-up between sneakiness or, you know, a Call of Duty. Because I think he realized he can't do this alone. And so, he needs to phone some friends to help <laughs> him 
you know, get his love back as well, too. So they literally asked him how he got that number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was a, it, it don't matter what, and what, he, what he said back to him, too, was kind of funny. Uh, I have my ways and blah, 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 blah. But it was, you know, just a typical sentence you would get back. It was pretty funny. But I, I got to go with him because, again, it's, is it good, bad? I don't know. I just, good on him for knowing that he needed some help. Fair enough. You know, poor Gorky's been a lieutenant for like 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why he's, I'm, you know what? I just may as well sign up with Gover. Yeah, I mean, why not betray everybody? Because what are you going to lose, man? That's true. Maybe he's, you know, he got missed up for advancement because Dana won, got the job, and who knows? We'll find out. He's like, there is no Dana, only Gorky. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters jokes. So you can tell Ghostbusters, but I do a James Bond of you to a kill and I get the dirty look? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and hand it back over to Jarrett for his segment, Death Probe's Toy Chest. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. All right. This time around for Death Probe's Toy Chest, which is a segment where I take something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. For this issue, I have selected Lieutenant Gorky. Oh, imagine that. His file name is Mikhail P. Gorky. His grade is Lieutenant or equivalent. His birthplace. Hang on. Let me try this. Arkengelst. Russia in the USSR? Ah, well, if that says it's right, it's got to be right. <laughs> His primary specialty is naval commando. His secondary specialty is infantry. Here is your figure description for him. He wears a gray tanker suit with black boots, a traditional Soviet winter cap, and he sports a red beard. His accessories include a black rifle, backpack, and stand. And here's a little bit on his figure history. He was first released in Series 15 in 1998. That's how long it took to get a Lieutenant Gorky figure. Wow. He came in a three-pack with Colonel Brekov and Volga. Although, this one can be confusing because the packaging on three-pack was actually mislabeled, mixing up Colonel Brekov and Lieutenant Gorky. But trust me, it's been verified through Hasbro that the one with the red beard is indeed Lieutenant Gorky. And in his entire existence, there have been only two versions of this figure. The second one came out in 2006, and he looks more like you see him in this comic. I've never seen it. Yeah, I didn't have it. I, I got to play with the pocket of sand. So was- Interesting, because I have both the original version and the 2006 version. <laughs> of course you would. Why, I, why would you? I can't find a ram anywhere, though. That's the I can't, I can't find a ram. Yeah, you, uh, you, you want a ram? I got a couple of rams. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, let's get to our feedback segment called Combat Comms. Call it, GI Joe. Go get Breaker. He can do it. As always, we'll start off Combat Comms with a roster of our Battle Hardened Crusader Club member veterans. <laughs> These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Michael Wagner. And Helica Wolf. Anthony at TFU.info. Auburn Elvis. Bill Beer. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Clinton Robinson. Battle Wagon. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim. 
Don't Squeeze the Charmin. Musical genius Joe November. John Watson. Jose Pollo. Josh Strickland. Slackers. Mysterious Mark Hatherley. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto Cap. And Ballin' Brad Morin. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you are a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, don't worry about it. Just let us know and that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it all straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, like I know Jason might be asking himself, but you would want to know, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How would most people become Crusaders Club members? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. It's very simple. You just got to head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. And for as little as $1 a month, you'll get all the access. That's right. All the access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. (laughs) You really sold me on that. This is the enthusiasm. I know, isn't it? Now let's find out what messages we have from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on our breakers. Comsat. Communications officer, code name Breaker. These are from episode number 15, where we featured Homecoming Part 2 of 2 with our guest Delvin Cox. Old, old eyes. <laughs> old eyes. Yes. That's right. Yeah, we got a comment here from G.I. Gary, who's been a guest on the show before. It's always good to hear from you, Gary. He says, the only podcast currently covering the Devil's Due Years. you dang right, Gary. We're proud of that. What Vinny's could turn you to a life of crime and terrorism? <laughs> I think we, we brought that up in that episode. Like, what benefits would Cobra have to offer you for you to yes. go down that path? But you got to have Some a good... sweet tattoos. You <laughs> sweet out in this issue. Yep. 401k. <laughs> we did crack the code on their health program, mm-hmm. their, uh, their medical insurance coverage. Because yes. Josh said that. You know, if they found someone with a difficult condition, then they, they just, bumped up in there. They just put them on point, you know, yep. Yep. <laughs> front lines against you. <laughs> That's how they all save a little money. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. All right. Well, I'll get this next one here from GLHG. And he says, nothing less expected from this awesome crew. And not to take away anything from our own Delvin Williams, but I really enjoyed Delvin Cox's guest appearance. Hope you have him more often. And did I hear right? I won? I forgot I won. I forgot what I won. <laughs> and so did we. And so did we. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> but congratulations. Was, yes. You you won nothing but our love and support. I'll take another one from GL as he continues on. He says, and yes, the trophy, I have to give it to Yard Sale Artist <laughs> for his Bareness Only Fans page. <laughs> But only if he gives me the link. Just kidding. Seriously, give him the link. <laughs> that link stays with me. With my secret Baroness link to her OnlyFans page. That's going to bring us to mission complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Do Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movie serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Cristados. Where can they find that? 
Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. We're also on www.longboxcrusade.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. And if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at... Pat, where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01, Jared. I am, of course, at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Yard Sale Artist. Weasel Skull, our special guest. We're going to bump him back up to Captain the Bravo team. Yay! <laughs> Where can they find you? Get Zorn for me! <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to remind me how that joke fit. What were we talking about when you brought that The code name was, was her codename was, was Mayday. Mayday, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy, like, looking it up. So by the time I like, he just dropped a get Zorin for me. I was like, this guy's crazy. My, and my brain my wasn't, wasn't melding the two things together. Anyway, that's for like our two fans that listen to James Bond and, and the Jack Joe podcast. Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast. Check it out. Anyway, Jason, where can they find you? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to interact with all of us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff, on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can sign up for that by looking up Long Box Crusade on YouTube, and please subscribe to our channel and click that bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. We'll see you on the battlefield next episode when we cover issue 18, The Cabal. Till then... Soon, fall out. Yo, yo, yo. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J O S E F L I N 99. You will not regret it. Okay, we're recording now. All right, you ready? Everybody ready? One, two, three. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. We don't have to mess around. Let's podcast. Woo, woo. Let's podcast. And our old friend Destro says that he might be in the Czech Republic along with the missing Baroness. Our theory is that the Let's Russian... Let's go check. <laughs> Get it? Let's go check. Back on mute now. <laughs> Look at Jason's getting attacked by his cat. <laughs> that cat whooped his ass. Grenadier reminds me of that cherry that you Yeah, had. I was going to say you mix it with the sun. Yeah. You know. Isn't that grenadine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't grenadine that make that sausage? That's Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Uh, <laughs> you mean James Dean? Yeah, he's an actor. He's an actor. Oh, yeah. Wait, I thought thought he was a whiskey. Jim Bean. Jim Bean. Oh. Oh. That's going to bring us to mission complete status for this episode. Episode? <laughs> it's episode. Episode. <laughs>